welcome to Forever Canon, the podcast where we talk about our favorite Star Wars books and all the things we have to talk about this week in order to set ourselves up for next week. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. And this week on Forever Canon, we're going to talk about chapters 17 through 20 of Fate of the Jedi, book four, Backlash, the chapters in which nothing happens. Yeah, not so much. Not particularly. And... As you said right before we started recording, maybe we're in for some good stuff in the <laughs> upcoming episodes. But first, bum bum bum. Previously on Forever Canon, white team transcends native savage thinking. Alana's Falcon takes flight. Light bugs strike. Solos head for Coruscant. Nothing going right for Dala. Detective Ben tracks newly orphaned stolen baby. Mm-hmm. That was last week. Yeah. This week, we start with chapter 17 on Coruscant. Again, just Coruscant. This happened last week when Dala was watching uh, Admiral Nyathal's funeral mm-hmm. from her office. And the only tag we got was just, just Coruscant, I guess, because the view of what was happening then, you know, crossed however many lanes of sky traffic and whatever, right? As we follow the parade of her funeral. But this one is just Coruscant, and it's just Tahiri. Yeah. She's back. She feels guilty about killing Pelion. She willingly did it, she thinks to herself. But her lawyer, well, she says out loud to her lawyer. Yeah. <laughs> but she is feeling that way inside. Her lawyer, on the other hand, is uh, with her and trying to remind her how crazy her life has been. Tahiri, every one of us wants to believe that he or she is mentally competent at all times. But nobody is sane at every moment of his life. Not a soldier or pilot who has killed and seen friends killed throughout a career. Not a Jedi who struggles with light side and dark side issues all her life. And not a teenage girl who saw the love of her life die and who later got to be led back into his presence again and again by his charming brother. Where in the middle of all that do you even have a chance to be consistently sane? It's a good point. Tahiri's had a crazy life. Yeah. And don't forget being tortured, brainwashed by extra galactic aliens. No mm-hmm. big deal. But yeah, like, he, you know, he tells her, listen, I understand, you know, the, the sentient need to hold on to your sentience. Yeah. Your uh, autonomy. You know, nobody wants to admit that their actions were out of their own control. But he, as he lays out the sequence of her life. And, you know, how could you blame yourself for the things that Jason made you do? Also tells her, stop saying that you're guilty out loud. That'd yeah. be great. Because uh, you believe it. And I can see it on your face. And so will jury. Blah, blah, blah. Her lawyer tells her the whole process of arresting her and holding her for all this time. All this has been unfair. So why do you want to play by the law and call yourself guilty when the law is not playing by the rules against you? Right. Her lawyer kind of stacks some some valid arguments. Yeah, I thought so. Yeah, I thought it was all legitimate. Stacks a bunch of arguments in front of her for her to change her perspective of be from being a murderer to being a victim mm-hmm. of Jason Solo and the circumstances. <laughs> he tells her this whole process against her has been unfair. She's a piece in Dalla's game. Hold on to that phrase, he tells her. Repeat it as and many times as you need to in the press. He also says, 
They need to get the trial moved to a different location because nobody has more experience to possibly testify about Jedi and Sith than Luke Skywalker, who's currently exiled and banned from Coruscant, right? Got to change the venue of the trial so that we can get him in there to testify. Oh, and also, you better get a better lawyer. Yeah, get a new lawyer. Get a lawyer that's been doing this for a long time because I don't even know what the rules are. I think the phrase was like, I've I've been practicing law for three years, which is long enough to know you need somebody who's been doing it for 20 or something (laughs) like that. Yeah, something like that. Yeah, because this isn't a regular trial. This is... This is... A celebrity murder trial. Yeah, it's politics. A political celebrity murder trial. And and on top of that, it's all being politicked from the, from the outside by Dalla, mm-hmm. right? Like, yeah, it is being controlled. It's being forced. But also, it's like a very high-profile, very public, uh, recognizable face to the case, you know? Yeah. He's probably got a good argument for getting the trial moved. To maybe a neutral thing because he was an empire citizen. Yeah. But then at some point, I don't know if it's this or if it's later, the argument is made that he's also a permanent GA citizen, uh, yeah. Admiral Pelion, because of his service for the as Supreme Commander of the Defense Force. I can't believe I just remembered all that shit off the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. But that's what I mean. It wouldn't go to the Empire, but it should also be a neutral place. Somewhere right. in between. Right. And so maybe that argument will come to fruition and Luke Skywalker will teleport back into like the public consciousness. Yeah. Because has anybody even been thinking about the guy? He'll walk in at the 11th hour to give his testimony and she'll be free. Is there anything else in this chapter you want to hit on? Um... No, not so much. No, she... No. Yeah. That's about it. Chapter 18. All right, next. Lake, Dathomir. Luke wins magic martial arts. Also, weird speeders are near the spaceport, which means Night Sisters are bringing back up to attack tonight. I'm very much more quickly than Aaron Alston connecting dots for you. Because, <laughs> oh my God. So anyways, they're coming back tonight with backup. So let's move this camp. That's two camps. Technically three camps because also outsiders and the raining leaves and the broken columns. But we all got to move because bad guys are coming. Quote, half an hour later, Aaron Alston's favorite fucking catchphrase. We've been seeing it since the first book. Yeah. Since Han and Leia went down into the caverns on Kessel and they had to ditch their gear and start walking. (laughs) And then half an hour later, it's just... I don't know why it sticks out so sore to me. Yeah, I don't know. Just a short walk or... seems It just... Exactly. I don't know. Maybe it just feels lazy. I don't know. It's not a fair judgment. But he uses... Like, it's just a simple description of time passage a lot. Yeah. 15 minutes later. Half an hour late. Like, nah, man. Event description, not time description. Yeah, it's not necessary. So anyways, half an hour later... They reach a new hill, which Luke can't claim with a flag because that would be illegal, according to Coruscant. <laughs> so Ben plants his flag in the name of Camp Jedi from 20 meters and higher on this new hill that they found. Yeah, which he has to deputize that one guy. Yeah, the die uh, the Dion. Yeah. Failed at one point Jedi at, yeah. the, at the Paraxium here on Dathomir. And yeah, Luke can't be in charge of this because they're technically claiming Jedi land. And that was one of the... 
I don't know what you call it, one of the caveats of his uh, exile. Yeah, he wasn't allowed, allowed to do that. <laughs> yeah, to go to any Jedi facility, blah, blah, blah. So, stuff. so this whole thing just ends up being a fucking bunch of nonsense. Yeah. This is literally just, it comes down to Luke and Ben having to move everybody for safety and then to do so, having to maneuver around these stupid tribal laws and customs yeah could it be um part of it what are we trying to learn here well and i'm just putting ben in charge again ben you need to figure this out that's and then, exactly and what then I was he hops say. down that's exactly what i was gonna say because luke has to leave him to it and then we get to see ben being clever being smart outsmarting these savage natives of course a simple simple task and and the but, coruscant but yeah, laws being what was that i and, missed that in the coruscant laws of Okay, how can we make this Jedi with only one Jedi here? Right. But it's like, oh, if there's more of the tribe members than there are of us, then they're going to blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Chapter 19. An hour later, <laughs> he writes in the text. It's been an hour and a half. Even the writing choices are getting boring. Half an hour later, an hour later. These four chapters are so boring. And the way he chooses to write them is so boring. Mm. Just... Of skipping time, and which is fine, but don't do it by literally saying, and then later, yeah, and then X amount of time later, things are interesting again. Cut that out, edit, edit that, yeah. write the part that's interesting. Don't say things were boring for a minute, now yeah. fun. Like, I don't know, get it that doesn't matter. What am I saying? Unless, I'm not a writer. I've never been yeah. paid to write anything in my life. Unless it does matter eventually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the specific half hour and one hour and 15 yeah. minute increments are going to add up to Alana's eight now. Like, this, is yeah. that what he's doing? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. I just, it has... It's just such a boring, boring choice. Boring choice. Yeah, it, and it's... It's not so. It's not like the the writing itself is boring. That's just superfluous information that is not needed. It's okay. Leave out the the amount of time because just, everyone it, else does. To me, it seems like bad writing. Like if I was an editor, I would say stop doing that every chapter. Yeah. R- write it more interesting. <laughs> Take those words. Understand the meaning of what you're trying to say. Put better words on the paper. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Stop saying half an hour later, an hour later. I don't care. I don't even care that it's been an hour. That's not even, that can't even be important. Because you know why? An hour later, everybody comes to the hill. That's what happened. Who fucking cares that it was one hour later? Yeah, it does I don't need the SpongeBob title card cutscene. <laughs> Anyways, everybody comes to Jamp, Jamp? Camp Jedi on the hill. Dion, the deputized Jedi, begins writing about the end of his life. Because anyone might die here tonight. And yeah, oh yeah. That's dark. That's true. The Night Sisters are coming to attack the camp and they know it now. So essentially, everybody's getting ready for war tonight. And assuming that there is at least one Night Sister somewhere amongst them. At least one within their ranks, within their midst. Yeah, the only thing that happens here is they bring Javiala, who Ben assumed was a night sister. But yeah. she's not running off to... Well, once everybody arrives and they get the word like, hey, we moved because we're 
getting ready for Night Sisters and stuff. Yeah, she doesn't seem to react right away, but yeah. he's still got his eye on her. Yep. But more importantly, he's mad. He's so freaking mad about war and battle and, you know, things like his cousin and the Sith. And, oh, let me tell you, Ben starts thinking about just exactly how angry he is. Anger for those like Jason Solo and the Night Sisters and the Sith. Those who valued their own goals so far above the very lives of ordinary people like water. <laughs> He's sitting there stewing and, and, and steaming on how mad he is that people would ever dare put their goals above someone else's life. He's so mad at the Sith. He's so mad at the Jedi, or not the Jedi, at Jason. He's so mad at the Night Sisters. And then here comes Vestara with a, well, a, water a, skin. a bowl and like a ladle yeah. to give him water. And well, wouldn't you know it, Ben starts spitting out all the information that he has about how they, they found the yacht at Monarch's mechanic shop and it must be yours and this and that. And how did you get the credits to pay for the damages and like all this stuff, right? And Vistara being, you know, the cool, more mature teenager mm-hmm. says, don't tell your enemies what you're thinking, dummy. And then she walks away. <laughs> and she walks away. She's just, uh, just to continue that dynamic, right? Now, even though Ben has shifted into more of a leadership role. Yeah. Uh, Luke's not allowed up here on Camp, on Camp Hill Jedi. Yeah, so he's just got to stay 20 feet down this whole time? 20 meters. 20 meters, sir, 60 feet. My I bad. I mean, hey, plus 0.3 times 20, so get real. <laughs> 66 feet. Um, no, but yeah, I, I, yeah, he's just like down in the path up the hill. He's just camping by himself down in the dirt. But now, so Ben is in charge up here as the lone Jedi and stuff like that. It's the Jedi camp. And obviously that mattered a lot to the tribes, right? Whose camp it was and wasn't. Because then one person is in control of the other. Oh, la, 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 la. Anyways. Mm -hmm. Even though Ben has now been pushed into this position of authority. And we have just been seeing him making like calm, cool, collected decisions. Vistara steps in with water around her neck. Rattles his cage. He shouts out secrets at her and accusations, <laughs> and she just walks away. Yeah. Like to to get to my point, he's put in this position that we like him in, right? Mm -hmm. With like power, authority, decision making, and then she still comes in, and she's still cooler, calmer, like worldlier. I don't know, more experienced. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. For someone who's never left the planet that she was born on, that's not bad. Right. Against <laughs> Compared against the kid who's traveled the galaxy, been through several wars, fought in two of them, uh, was <laughs> was a child soldier, has been trained in the... like. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You get the point. It's just, again, we get to see that dynamic of Ben being uncomfortable around the more comfortable Vistara. Yeah. It's just like a, it's a teenager kind of trope thing. Yeah. Know? And whether he's, and cause he did mention it at, when he first saw her, whether she's, he's uncomfortable because she's that much more collected or yeah. because she's cute. Yeah. It's, or because she's Sith. Yeah. He's not, I'm not quite sure what's unsettling him more or what's rattling him more. Either way. Or all three. She, you know. She's got a body that's hot enough to get all the credits she could ever want, as he mentioned before. Mm -hmm. And he's a dork. <laughs> Cut to Coruscant. 
The Falcon is forced to land outside the Senate building. This is Han and Leia returning to Coruscant after their daughter and entire Jedi temple was attacked by Mandalorians. They get flag-waved and escorted to land outside the Senate building, and Han and Leia are personally greeted by Chief of State Dalla and Wynn Dorvin. Surprisingly, not to arrest them, despite the many active warrants yep. for said arrest. Also not here to entrap Jaina, who shows up to babysit Alana, because that's what we use her for. Yep, babysitter time. Just made me the most powerful Jedi in the galaxy. Get her to babysit the six, seven, eight, four-year-old. Nobody knows. They're not even trying to arrest her. Dala takes Han and Leia up to her office and tells them what she wants, which is to cut a deal. She wants Han and Leia to help her negotiate back into good favor with the Jedi. She wants them to be her representatives in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And Dala then further forces the issue when Han and Leia are kind of wavering, a little bit flimsy about whether or not they want to. She forces the issue by returning General Han Solo to active duty. (laughs) Oh. (laughs) That's one of the things that seems... To me, like it would be, this is like a small detail of her manipulation. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. That might be something more interesting down the line. Yeah. 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 He, he uses his rank for something. Last time we saw him have a rank was when he returned to the Karelian military in the last book series. Am I wrong? Or did he not did he even fly? Did he not lead a group of ships at Reladir? with Wedge up and down through the basement of tunnels of those buildings and they bombed the shit out of all kinds of stuff. Did he get a rank then or was he just part of the uh, Yeah, you're right. I don't think it was I don't think he was like officially recommissioned or whatever. You're probably right. Yeah. There. But now he is. Because that's how bad Dala wants Han and Leia to be the public face of negotiation with the Jedi and also the private face. She wants them to do the work for her because yep. she's been doing so poorly. Yeah. Cause she, cause Leia's a Jedi. So now Han's yeah. a general for the GA. Exactly. So now that they, the they perfect are impartial, both sides. Yes. They yeah. are both sides of the argument. And so she, it now it's their job to find a fix between Dala and the Jedi. And guess what? She wants daily updates too. <laughs> Just to, Put the finger on a little more. And when when Han and Leia leave, they accept, of course. They leave her office, and they say all the perfect things. Uh, Number one, what the blazes. Number two, we stay out of jail, and she looks less unreasonable. Awkward writing, but I like it. Double negative, I'll take it. Yeah. And then they say, when they're asking themselves, can they do it? Better out here trying... Then in prison. Better to be here trying. An attitude that could have helped a lot <laughs> in the previous book series when they fucked off to the ether to do all kinds of clandestine spy shit in the background of the war yeah. instead of returning home to stop their son from becoming a monster. P.S. What is Dala up to here? This feels more layered. Yeah, we're being told. Yeah, it feels bigger than it is on the surface for sure. Because on the like, as much as it is a perfect plan with the perfect negotiators, 
she is also handing over the public blame to them. Like they're mm-hmm. going to be the faces of this now. Whatever happens, whatever Dala has done up to this point has already happened, yeah. and the public has already reacted, and she's you know faced the wrath or consequences in the polls. But whatever happens from here going forward is going to be at the feet of Han and Leia, right? Yeah. So is this like also just a, a like a, a distancing? pushing, yeah, distancing herself away from the responsibility yeah. of the failure? So now, now if something it's goes political really, maneuver, yeah, if something goes really wrong. I didn't make that decision. This is Han and Leia did it. That was the Jedi and the and the General Solo. Come yeah. on, give me a break. I don't know, right? It seems seems again like there's going to be more to that going forward, which is what all these chapters are about. Yeah, today. it's a good move though. It's a good move. I think it's a great move. I think it's a very positive move. Like yes. this could be also just really effective. Yeah, you know, <laughs> Leia was once the Prime Minister of the Galaxy, mm-hmm. also a Jedi. Han Solo is Han Solo. I don't know. You know, you can trust his instincts and you can trust trust him to be loyal yeah. to his goal. Yep. You know, if it, especially if it's an order. Well, no, 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 even though you might not think so. Yeah, he requests to be... Actually, yeah, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah, he requests to be uh, referred to as... Was it like a good-looking scoundrel or something? It was. It was like a. a it was like a mighty, most dastardly scoundrel or, or something. something. Like Hold that. on, I'm... But in, the, but in the meantime, chapter 20, Dalla's office, Coruscant, and the news is all over the news. The deal with the solos is out and it's being covered already. Dalla and Wynn break down the incredible news coverage so far. Dalla says, so Solo's anti-government, Solo's Jedi, Solo's good. Dalla hapless, Dalla evil, Dalla bad. Ladies and gentlemen, the news. Fire bad. <laughs> like, just break that. They break that down so succinctly. It's an amazing summary. It's great. Yeah. She decides something is strange about all the news information that's getting out when Dorvin tells her it's more negative than it should be. And it seems to be being controlled by a bot almost. Like some plan that somebody put in place many, many years ago before you even became. It's wildly popular scoundrel. Wildly popular scoundrel. Before Dalla even became a wildly unpopular chief of state, somebody had already put this virus in the software. Like mm. some things, this this program to manipulate the news has already been in place since longer than two years ago. And she, she just happens over. to be the one in power right now. That's right. She's not the target. She's just an unwitting passerby. Yeah, she's about to get. She's smart. a pawn in someone else's game. So she decides. Good. Good one. Mm-hmm. To hire a PI to find out why, quote, Dalabad, while simultaneously deciding to give the public a monster to remember. Yeah. If they're gonna wait a second. Yeah, if they're gonna see me as a monster, then I'm gonna give them a monster to remember. I don't see the motivation for that. Me neither. That seems, seems just excessive. arbitrary. Yeah. And not true to her cunning, manipulative three steps ahead sort of character. Maybe she's now so overwhelmed and failing and flailing type of thing. Yeah. Yeah. But to be on the verge of this, like I'm to say these two things back to back. I want to discover what and who is making me look worse in the public. And then also I want the public to think I'm way worse. 
It, was you know there, what I'm saying? Was there a disclaimer there? Like, and if I can't no, no, figure no, no, it out? No, 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 no. It was. Okay. But because when Dorvin tells her, maybe you should something, something. And she says, I stick to my guns. Yeah. And then he says, I'll stick with you. And then she says, I'm going to give the public the monster that they think I am or whatever the hell. A monster to remember. I just, I don't get that. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're going to, if you're going to put Han and Leia to work to close the gap between the Jedi and the government. If you're going to try to find out what is undermining you in the, in the public scope of the politics, then why are you going to then cut your knees out from under yourself again? Like, yeah. Why are you going to make it worse? If you are taking steps to make it better, her smartest move is to just do nothing. Right. Just like she did at the funeral. Yep. Just stop. Like even, even without hiring, hiring, without enlisting Han and Leia, without the PI, she knows that someone is using her decisions against her. Stop making decisions. Well, it, even <laughs> just, I don't understand going from fix this, fix this, fuck them. <laughs> yeah. Like that's not. It doesn't make sense. It ma- and it doesn't make sense for her to me. No, not at all. Uh, She's I, way like, more calculated. Yeah. I'm, unless, like you said, she is just floundering in or this is a more calculated move than we know at this point and she is going to try to look like a bigger monster for some unknown reason and it's going to pay off for her you know what i'm saying yeah she is smarter than me but this seems stupid cut to a suite in a casino coruscant the imperials are having a costume poker game hosted by senator treen in case you don't remember who that was, she called Moff Leckerson and said, I will help you take over the world and be the emperor and I'll be the empress and click. The party stars Moff Leckerson, the previously aforementioned man who is now dressed like Emperor Palpatine because it's a costume party. P.S. It's alluded to that Senator Treen is the one subtly influencing the news and the public opinion. Mm-hmm. At one point it says, she says she's been planning these costume parties for years, but has only now just had a reason to use them for like, for secret meetings and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. She's been throwing costume poker parties at the casino for, she says like some like eight years. Yep. And just having that information handed back to back with the previous segment telling us whatever, ball that's rolling Dalla over down this hill was set in motion years ago before she was ever in a target, right? Yeah, the, she was the first so one my mind went to. Yeah, I'm thinking the... it's set up to have been her. She seems to have this long-term plan that she told Leckerson, uh, you know, is involving him in on that is going to land her in power over the entire Galactic Alliance. So she has been working on this for a long time. I wonder if she this is going to be revealed to be somebody else who we're already familiar with. Mm. Or if we should already be more familiar with her. <laughs> and I just don't remember who the fuck she is. Now, back to the costume poker party. Where there's another guest here. Mm-hmm. General Jackson, who met with Dala at the droid beating up shooting range. <laughs> yep. At the droid fighting practice factory. And he told her... To arrest Nyathal. He was the one that told her to do the thing that led to Nyathal's suicide and more unpopular opinion for Dala and blah, blah, blah. And so now this he says this is his first time being here. 
But was that decision obviously already influenced by the Moffs, yeah. by Leckerson, right? Was him telling Dalla to arrest Nyathal something that the troops wanted at all? Because he was telling her, you know, that's how you're going to win them back. By being fair to everybody. Kind and, of you know, but... she won't actually get sentenced and it'll all blow over and stuff. I don't know. Was that was that a Leckerson thing or was that a general, or, genuine general thing? Yeah, or it's just they've, these three, because they're all older. Yeah. All been working as a group for this for Well, this General Jackson this. guy sounds like he just got cut in on this underhanded stuff. And we know Leckerson just teamed up with Senator Treen. But for sure, there's other moths here that are like, they, you know, they've been yeah. doing shady shit together for a long time. But like these three specifically seem to have like a really short time frame attached to them. So I don't know if that other, if that Jackson advice was uh, was genuine or not. But they figure out another important piece of information during this meeting slash fake not even poker. What are they playing? They're playing Some like weird imperial card game. They're playing like Magic the Gathering. Yeah, essentially, right? They have cards that have characters that have maybe a will defense, maybe a strength <laughs> yeah. score. Like, there's three different ways you could beat each other. You know, it's like an RPG card game that they're all playing. Well, they figure out that Admiral Buatu is maybe not as amenable to turning on Dala as they thought because. Their relationship is more than just professional. She is doing it with the dog, man. <laughs> and that's it. There are the four chapters of setting up the next four chapters, I guess, because uh, nothing here this week. <laughs> Not really. So what will happen next week? When we cover Fate of the Jedi, book four, Backlash. Chapters 21 to 24. I'm Justin. I'm Tim. Jane is a babysitter. Okay, bye. <laughs> See ya. For any comments and questions, you can hit us up at forevercanonpodcast at gmail.com. Forever Canon Podcast is a Jay Plazer production. Catch us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitch, Twitter, and YouTube at Jay Plazer. Check us out.